y'all. Welcome to the Ignite Impact Podcast. I am Tracy Purdy, and I believe that people are placed into our lives at every step in our life journey to be an integral part of our story. Here on the podcast, we will talk with individuals who have influenced me, helped me grow, nurtured me, inspired me, transformed my thinking, and enriched my life, and will do the same for you. We will be covering a variety of subjects, so stay tuned to be inspired and encouraged. When I say our next guest is a ray of sunshine, you will instantly agree when you get to know her. Ricky is one of the instrumental people who helped propel me forward in making the decision to start this podcast. She has a heart for showing her love of Jesus in everything she does, whether it be her podcast, Broadcast His Love, her insurance business, or through her family and friends. She is a light in this world, and we all know that everyone needs more light in their lives. Join us as we get to know Ricky Stewart. Welcome, Ricky Stewart. Thank you for joining me. What's up, Tracy Purdy? (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited for this conversation. It has been a long time coming. I'm I mean, so thrilled. I guess you had me on the podcast last summer, yes. and that's when this fire kind of started. So. Yeah, and I'm really happy for you. I'm really proud of you. I love what you're doing. I love how you're bringing people in, your neighbors, your friends, and you're learning about who they are and what God is doing in their life. It changes your friendships. Like, don't you feel so much more rooted to your friends? Totally. Yes. It's so good. So good. Okay, so I want to start off today by just giving us a little bit of your background. Like, where are you from? Where'd you go to school? What was your primary study focus? Okay. Tell me. This is so fun. Okay, so for you out there who care, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here. Yes, so I'm from Central Florida. Grew up in Sebring and went to South Florida State College and got my degree in the Associate of Science and Communication and then went to the University of Florida and majored in telecommunications news. That is so cool. Yes. So so like not just like broadcasting, broadcasting, right. like broadcasting news, like for the television where you learn to roll the teleprompter right. and read off of a teleprompter, talk right and say words right and... I didn't learn one darn thing. Yeah. <laughs> sure you did. I need to go back and find some old clips of you. Oh, it's so sad. No, it was like, I think when they're you, great. Well, when you look, it's like she was trying so hard. So oh. everyone who asked me, hey, what was it like working in news? I just, I just say, whoever you're watching on the news that day, pray for them. Because right now they're not with their family. It it's mm. very depressing. And so yeah. you just don't want those words to wash over them. You don't want those words to wash over you. And you just want to believe God's truths and just pray for the person who's on television. Yeah. There is so much negative <laughs> so that much. comes through that. Uh, you have such a beautiful, adventurous, and energetic family, we will say. Oh, right? So where did you meet Riley? And tell us a little bit more about your boys. Yes. Yeah, so Riley and I met at church. His sister introduced us via text. Just, hey, go to church this weekend and sit with my brother. And I didn't know how old he was or who he was, but I walked in late and I ended up sitting with my sister and 
Riley, now my husband, was already there in worship towards the front. Like, come on, ladies. Like, mm-hmm. the man was up in the front. You yes. know, not the first row, but, like, the third or fourth. Like, uh-huh. that's where I like. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's a good place. <laughs> so, sitting in the back trying to figure out where he is. I sit with my sister, and we're trying to figure out, like, what single guy it is. And she's like, I think it's that one. So, I walked up, and he we made eye contact during worship, and it was him. And, so, and I didn't know what he looked like, but I just knew that it was him because he was like, oh, this person is coming to sit with me. And I just knew I was going to marry him when I saw him. We met at church, and he didn't know he was going to marry me, but I think I just had. <laughs> I'm sure he figured it out pretty quick. Well, I mean, I was the first person he dated, and my last experience dating was not good. Mm. When I met him, I was just like, oh, wow, like, God has literally prepared a guy for me, and this is him. (laughs) Yes. It was that clear. It was that clear. That's so cool. This is the one that God chose for me, and I choose to love, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just like God has chosen to love us. It's like... Having that mindset of that love is a choice. Exactly. I like that. Totally. Tell me about your boys. (laughs) I am so long-winded. I I love y'all for listening. But yeah, the boys are great. Four and two. And they are a huge part of my come to Jesus testimony because they're just a consistent reminder of how much I need God. Mm. You know, like, yeah. I'm like, I don't, I, this is, I cannot do this, God. Like, I need You can't do strength. it on your own. That's for sure. You cannot do it on your own. I just need God's strength. Yeah. Boys are wild. They are wild. <laughs> Wish they would give us a manual to know what to do, right? Wish. Yes. <laughs> just, yeah, it's not easy. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. So was it your love for broadcasting and journalism that prompted you to start your podcast, Broadcast His Love? Yes. So this is so fun. I just, for the person who's listening to this right now, I want you to remember when God first spoke something to you. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, my junior year into my senior year of high school, went to this church camp called Big Stuff. It was in Daytona Beach, Florida. And the people who were speaking, you're going to know their names, But back then they were a lot smaller than they are now, you know, in the Christian world. But Francis Chan, Louis Giglio, Andy Stanley, (laughs) big time. I didn't even know Louis Giglio was there. And then I found one of the old CD or CD tapes of it Um, about a month ago. My husband had it and he was listening to it because we were, I'm still so impacted by that conference. That was 2008. So yeah, this is quite a long time ago, but I, I still listen to those tapes and Yeah, if your kids go to summer camp and there's tapes on them, buy them because maybe God spoke something to them when they were at that camp and you can remind your kids of like what God did in their life. So junior year of high school Mm -hmm. was at the summer camp and was in worship and I just felt so overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit. I didn't know what it was. Like they had asked us that week, some of the leaders, did you feel like God spoke to you? And I'm like, Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I did. And that was the first time I recognized that it was God. Mm. So I'm just feeling so overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit. I'm crying. It was just like this cleansing cry of like all the old was being washed out and I was being renewed and I felt so overwhelmed that I couldn't stand. Mm. And I knew I was like, I don't want to get on my knees in front of my friends in high school. Mm-hmm. Plus, I didn't really know what was happening. Went into this private room And it ended up being at a conference center where I used to clog in competitions in Daytona Beach. You're a clogger. I was. Yeah, I was a junior Olympian. What? Yeah. How did I not know that? Junior Olympian. No, because I don't share it because it's very embarrassing. No, that's so cool. What a talent. What a talent. I love it. (laughs) If you think about it, it's like, oh, wow. 
went into this private room where I used to clog. I mean, I was eight years old when I was doing that stuff. And just uh, now I'm 16 or 17 and I'm on my knees and I'm praying and I'm just asking to hear God's voice. And I just hear him say, I want you to broadcast my love for all to see. Now, before that, I had no broadcasting experience prior to that. Okay. None. Then in my naive mind, I'm like, God's going to make me famous. Mm. Which, y'all, is not it. God is the king. We should be giving all glory, power, praise, honor, everything to him. And if he wants to make us famous, like it's because he's done that. Right. And that's in his timing, in his power, by his grace, by his grace and power, he will do what he wants. And I'm obedient to that. But I learned that <laughs> how you can be a slave to your calling. And that's what we were talking about a little bit earlier. Right. And okay. so I went into broadcasting. I started interning at radio stations, actually interned in Nashville at CNT. I loved it. So much opportunity and still relationships that I have to this day that I just adore them. Did the radio thing and loved it. And then got into news at the University of Florida. Tried that as a career because I figured I could make more money mm-hmm. in television news, which is like crazy. I worked the graveyard shift as a broadcaster. So your original question is what prompted you to start doing podcasting, right? Yeah. It was that I did broadcasting. I felt God had called me to it. I ended up working in news. My husband and I knew that my contract was coming up and I was like, I want to continue broadcasting, but I could not do it here in Pensacola. Mm -hmm. I looked for another job and I got an agent and I should not have gotten an agent. I should Mm -hmm. not have been looking for other jobs in broadcasting. God had called us here and we felt so at peace here. The first opportunity that came up that I found, not even my agent, I signed on to it. Like I printed off that document. I said a quick prayer of, God, if you don't want this opportunity for me, then shut the door. And I, in my own strength, printed out that document and signed the document. Was that opportunity right for my husband? No. Being obedient to what God had called me to, which is a relationship with God, a relationship with my husband, family, friends, work. Work is down on the totem pole. And I brought that bad boy right up before Jesus. Like I, I didn't even let God speak to me. Before you decided. No, I just said, God, I was basically asking God to make the printer break. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Went into that job, moved to Columbus, Georgia. That city is the same city. If you've ever seen the blind side where Michael Orr Mm -hmm. goes to his mama's house, that city is where they filmed his mama's house. Okay. That's, so that's the picture. Like if you've seen that movie, you've seen mm-hmm. Columbus, Georgia. The first month we were there, my husband's car got stolen out of our front yard. I found it when I was going into work at 2 a.m. Mm. Police department said, we have bigger things to do. We're not going to be looking for your truck. And we just knew, like we were doing stuff in our own strength. So basically think of it like this. If you're out there and you're wondering if you're chained to your job. In this story that I'm sharing right now, I had a shackle on my wrist and a shackle on my job. I needed to break free from it. Anytime I am trying to encourage somebody when they're really dwelling about their job or career or Mm -hmm. whatever, I will just say break free from it. You got to take that all to Jesus because we are called by Christ to live in freedom. We are not called to perform. We ended up, I got out of news and worked at the Floribama. It was great, but God 
put it on my heart to to get back into broadcasting. Riley said, why don't you start a podcast? I already love knew it. the name of it yeah. because I'm called to broadcast as love. But I thought I was called to broadcast my own love when mm. I was in news. Yeah. Like, oh, by me shining my light and being the sunshine, you know, yeah. I thought that I would excel. Mm. And you can excel. It's just sure. in your own strength. Right. How do you want to do life? Do you want to ride with God on his wave? Or do you want to get in the riptide and still go to the same destination, but, ooh. but with his power behind you? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, when you asked me to be a guest mm-hmm. on your podcast, I have to admit that I questioned the idea. I yeah. probably put it off for a while. Yeah. I, and I didn't even really understand the podcast world. I mean, I listened to Dateline and I such. forgot that you put it off. I did. Like a it was of like times. a year. Yeah, it was a while. It was a long time, Tracy. <laughs> I know, I know. And now you have a podcast. I can't. I mean, it's <laughs> crazy. But I was like constantly living in the lie that no one wants to listen or hear my stories. And yet here I was being invited to share my story, particularly my infertility and adoption story with others. And I was like, what will I say? You know, will people right. care? And then I realized it's not for me to know the what, what ifs, or whose, or hows, but to realize that the one that is in control of this whole idea and the whole reason that I even have a story to begin with, you know, talk talk about a humbling experience. Right. I left there shaking with excitement and joy, and I knew yeah. that it was just something that I had to pursue. I remember calling Adam being like, okay, this this solidified it like exactly. the excitement and the joy that I yeah. felt after leaving and I had already had this in my mind for mm-hmm. a while I just didn't know what the avenue was and your encouragement and everything just helped propel that you well, know and see the thing is and this is encouraging for the person listening all you did Tracy was come over and share your testimony that yeah. was it mm-hmm. Th- that's what your whole thing, thing is, is about for the person listening I want to encourage you to share your testimony now that you're doing this you have this amazing why of people coming over, sharing their testimony, sharing what God's doing in their life. Because when you get ignited, like this is what this podcast is called. It's like ignite impact. Yes. How do people impact other people? You know what I mean? Can I share the toaster story just real quick? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Okay. So Tracy and I are in a small group together and I had heard this idea about God's grace, God's Holy Spirit, God's power being a toaster turned on. Is your toaster plugged in? Like, are you plugged into Jesus? Mm -hmm. You know, what is igniting you? Holy Spirit, be the power, be the voice, be the encouragement that this person on the other end of this podcast hears today. Right. And is it plugged into Jesus? Mm -hmm. You know, light that fire, get ignited. So (laughs) has there ever been something that you knew you were supposed to do? Yeah. But you were scared to death to start. And what do you think it yeah. is that holds us back from pursuing the things that we know God has called us to do? Like, what do you think held you back from stepping away from the journalism stuff? I guess selfishness? Yes. Selfishness. Yeah. Le- on the way here, I heard a different podcast and they were talking about selfish ambition. Mm. And yeah. I am extremely ambitious, like to a fault. And God is working on me with that. But Mm -hmm. selfish ambition is that self part that gets in the way. Ambition is good. Right. And in my insurance sales job and even in podcasting, being ambitious is good for other people. Right. Yeah. But if you put the self in front of it, that's where you destroy it all. 
we need him to ignite us. We need him to lead us and in his strength because once we start scramming, you know, we're going to get, we're going to get back pain. <laughs> yeah. We just, we can't do it on our own. I think there's so much fear that comes into it too. Of yeah. The fear of the unknown and fear of not doing things to the level that you think right. it should be done, you know? Yep. And then it just, oh, well, it paralyzes me. I mean, that's Well, that's it would I, for anybody. Right. Because you don't think that you're enough, but you are enough with Christ. Like mm-hmm. God is enough. Remember who God is and that he's inside of you and trust him. Two verses that really helped me when starting the podcast is do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Z's hand, Zabrubble's hand mm-hmm. or whatever. Another scripture that is really encouraging for starting anything new, but it's talking about to whom much is given, much will be required. So just remember when you're starting something new, like this is what God has given you right now, be obedient in that. And then you've actually shared with me through infertility of like, know the next thing. Like what's take the next right step. Yep. Take the next right step. Yep. That is huge for starting something new, Mm -hmm. knowing that God called you to it, take the next right step. And to whom much is given, much will be required. What if God grows it to be big? Mm-hmm. Be obedient to him in these small beginnings because yeah. God's rejoicing. He's happy you started it and yeah. you made it about him, you yeah. know? You truly push people to chase after Jesus and to seek his guidance in everything that they do in life. How are, Have you always been this passionate about seeking Jesus in everything you do? Okay, so on the way down here, I knew you were going to ask me this question. First Baptist Church of Sebring. They took us in middle school. When I say it, it's going to scare the pants off of you. So they took us to a room. That was the picture of hell. Oh, okay. There was like oh planes and death and it, the whole room was red. There were like demons. That would be very traumatizing. It was evil okay it scared me yes rightfully (laughs) so for the person listening it probably scares you right now but then they took us into heaven so I went to heaven (laughs) okay and I wept I closed my eyes because it was so much for me to handle Mm. like the room was white it was gold it was pure it was beautiful it was so real I was like this is what I want yeah I want to end life and I want to come here Mm. and not because of fear, but because I want to seek what's pure. I want to seek what's holy. Now do I forget all the time and mess up? Sure, we all fall. Yeah. Yeah. I have that picture in my mind of heaven. When I knew you were going to ask me that question of like, have you always been? Yeah, because I know that in destination. Right. I know where I want to go and I want to go to heaven. I forget all the time. But yeah, that picture always floats around in my mind for sure. That's crazy. Have you... um, have you seen the movie Jesus Revolution yet? No. Have you? It's amazing. You love it. It was amazing. Okay, so I took George. Yes. He was in tears. I was in tears. Yes. It was really great. But the premise was that we are all searching and seeking after something, mm-hmm. which is so true yes. in our life these days. You know, yeah. we see it on the news every single day. People are searching and chasing after things that they believe will fulfill this hole in their lives. Mm-hmm. So how do you encourage people to turn away from the worldly things oh. That never seem to fulfill us and to point our eyes towards him. It seems like such an easy thing to do, but with us being human and living in this world that is throwing us all these different ideas of how we need to live and what we need to do to be fulfilled is tough. Life can be hard and we all get distracted and selfish. So how do you encourage people to get out of their own way? 
we had someone come on the podcast a few years ago. Her name's Carson, and she said, try Jesus for seven days and let mm. me know how it goes. She said she had a friend who uh, was following another faith. I think she was a Buddhist, and she tried Jesus for seven days, and she became a Christian. Really? Yeah. Wow. And she's in her 20s, just, just rocking so and rolling. Cool. just like Because she's tasted and seen that the Lord is good, mm-hmm. and she knows it, and he's so applicable to everything in your life. You can give him everything in your life, and he'll make it better. He's not going to make it easier, but he'll make it better. He'll fill you up. And so my encouragement to you is to ask God, like we pray John 3.30, which I've gotten pushback for this scripture on our podcast. I like that I've gotten pushback because it's like, this is the exact day and age we're living in right now. Mm -hmm. Pushback on scripture. John 3.30, he must increase. I must decrease. Right. That means that we must get rid of our selfishness and ask God to grow inside of us and let him grow. But we need to let that beautiful flower grow. And that flower is God, Mm -hmm. you know, not to be corny, but it's like, let God grow in your life. Be willing, surrendered, obedient to do what he's called you to do. And if you're confused about how do I be obedient, read the word of God. Google right now, if you're whatever you're struggling with, Google Bible verse about anxiety. And there will be verses that pop up and just read them and declare them as truths in your life. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. No, I love I'm it. Sorry. Point people back to the word. I love it. So yes. Much. Because it lasts. Yeah. Um, when challenges come our way, sometimes it's hard to look past the struggle. And while I was in the midst of our infertility journey, I was yeah. so lonely. But for some reason, it was so hard to want to get out of that negative mindset and that cycle. Why do you think it's so hard to want to seek after him during our trials? Have you had any life challenges that have forced you to think outside of yourself and ask for help to seek him? Yes, like every day. So here's the question. Who's your boss? Are you living for a worldly boss? Is it a person who is making control of your life? And just recognizing that Mm -hmm. God is in control of my life as a Christian. And we can say that on Sundays, but like, who is leading your life? Every Uh, decision that you make. Yeah. Right. So like right now we're struggling with our youngest son and seeking God. What do you want? Well, guess what he's doing when I'm asking for prayers? He's bringing people into my life Mm -hmm. to speak life into us. Yeah. Thank you, God, for that. You did that earlier. Being obedient to just give God everything and let him bring in things. And you're going to know if it's good or not good. Right. You know, I mean, if it knocks out your priorities, that God, husband, if you're married, family, friends, work, Mm -hmm. like if it knocks stuff down in the wrong order, you're going to know that it's not right. Right. Have you ever taken a spiritual gifts test? What is your primary spiritual gift and how are you using it? Um, good question. I don't like this question though. Why? Tell me why. I don't know. Okay. So when I first started this, I was like, I'm, I have the gift of encouragement. Well, guess what? Everybody has the gift of encouragement. Some people have more of a certain gift than other people. What I'm trying to say is I don't want to answer this question. (laughs) I have been gifted with, with being a pastor Mm -hmm. and I know that. And I hate saying it because I don't want to, I, Mm. I don't want to step into that. I want to why sell insurance. <laughs> why don't you want to step into that? Is it scary to you? Well, it's scary, but you know, being a pastor is not, and I'm not saying I want to be a pastor of a church. Right. A teacher. A, 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 a shepherd. Pastor mm-hmm. is a shepherd, right. Yeah. Is a shepherd. Being a shepherd means that you're guiding 
lambs. Like you are mm-hmm. leading people that you're responsible for. Yeah. And I don't want to do that, but I know in my flesh, that's my flesh, but I know what God has called me to. And he actually brought in somebody into my life. Her name is Dr. Patty Sadala. She has a podcast, the Experience Jesus podcast. She emailed me. She wanted to be a podcast guest, but I just felt from the, from the Lord to say, yes, like have her on. Right. She has become a spiritual mentor to me and she has disciplined me. Yeah. I mean, he's brought me this person into my life to, to encourage me and to disciple me and to show me how to do it hmm. to other women. Right. That's so cool though. Yes. I'm in another Bible study and I'm going to have to send this to her because I'm not sure that she listens, but she is a college student getting ready to finish school and she's discipling these college girls who are not believers and she is on fire. Yeah. And we were talking about spiritual gifts the other night and she was like, I do not want to be a teacher. And after... After hearing her speak about what she's doing with these girls, I'm like, Erin, you are a teacher. You already are. And she was like, but the responsibility, like, I don't know that. And I'm like, he's called you to that. You have a gift for words, encouraging. All of that goes within that teaching, you know? So, so hearing you say that and hearing her say that, I'm like, well, it goes back to, to whom much is given, much will be required. Mm -hmm. Just another beautiful picture of why we have to have a relationship with Jesus, trusting him and his timing to bring people into our lives, to encourage us, uplift us, support us in our walk with Christ. It's huge. It is huge. You can't just like, it's just like with this, you can't just start a podcast it has to be prayerfully considered. Right. You can't just sign a contract and move your family to Columbus. You know what I'm saying? Well, you like, can do all of those you things. You can. But then does it all unravel? Yeah. You know? Who is the power? Who is the source behind it? Right. Little change of subject. Okay. Have you ever studied the father ladder? No, but what is that? Okay. So I went through a Bible study a few years ago. It was kind of created by our church. And it was based around the sozo... Yes. Healing, training type thing. Yes. And they walk you through this father ladder and it's it's a tool that like at various points throughout our lives, each one of us have put on these tinted lenses mm-hmm. that shade the way we see ourselves, other people and God. And the father yeah. ladder is it's a tool that looks at how our relationships with our earthly fathers affect how we see Father God. Yeah. Our relationships with our siblings and peers affect how we see Jesus. And our relationships with our mothers mm-hmm. affect how we see the Holy Spirit. It's re- it's interesting. It's a really yeah. interesting tool that really gets you thinking deeply about how you see God. That is so good. So how your earthly father has impacted you can can affect the way that you see Father God. Oh my goodness. And I had a great dad. My dad passed away. He passed away January 2020. So traumatic. But Mm -hmm. he was a really good dad. Mm -hmm. And so my view of God as my Father God. Right. I want to talk to Father God every day. You know what I mean? Just like you were with your dad. Yes. Just like I was with my dad. I like relationship. Oh my goodness. So if you're like a loner. It may be a struggle if you have a good relationship with Jesus. Who Jesus is. Yeah. (gasps) Uh, Cool, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because my relationship with Jesus has gotten so much stronger since doing the podcast. Right. Because you are connecting with peers. Like-minded people and peers that are pointing you towards 
oh my knowing gosh. who Jesus is. And that's why I'm like, I don't know if I ever want to not do a podcast because I'm, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Well, that's good for me to realize too, though, that I'm making that connection. Mother, Holy Spirit. That is interesting. It's Mother, just, it's an interesting Spirit. tool. I, I need to pull it back out. How we see ourselves and yes. how we see ourselves in relationship with God. When I just started understanding who God is, who Jesus is, and declaring those truths throughout the day, like away from my Bible, mm-hmm. sometimes we think awful things, you know, mm-hmm. yep. and filtering it through Jesus and the Holy Spirit and who God is from his word will help us dissect what is from God, mm-hmm. you know. So leave it at that. <laughs> a while back... Yeah. You and I talked about you starting the process of writing a book. I know. And I want to hear more about that process. And I do know, and I'm going to share on my website and in my weekly newsletter, your, the links to your ebook that you did, which is beautiful. Thanks. But so, okay. So is your book going to expand on this workbook that you did? I have printed them off and given them to a lot of people. So people can download it. Yes. So okay. pretty much what, what's holding me back from publishing a book? I've always wanted to write. I've always enjoyed writing. It's, a, it's one of the ways I connect with God is journaling. I've written my story, and I do believe that was very healing to me. I don't mm-hmm. think that that will ever be published. And, like, nobody will ever read that book. And how healing is that? Because you remember how God has been faithful through, the, through those seasons. But sure. it's kind of one of those, like, discerning things in your own life of seeing where you could have been better on a decision or whatever. I wrote that book. That is one book that I have on my computer. But the book that God, I believe, wants me to write is to encourage people who are younger to not be so fixed on a job, but be fixed on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus and then do what God has called you to do. So if it's broadcasting, like in my testimony, do that not for God. You know, you do it for God in the end. But you do it with God. Mm. God, what do you what do you want to do right now? But it's just his pace and timing of getting stuff done is the way that I want to do it. I don't always do it right. But with the book, I think that I believe to my core that there is a maturity that has to take place. So do you just feel like this may not be the season for you to release that yet? No, I don't. I don't feel pressed. Mm. God did call me to write a book in January and I did prep that and I did write it but I don't feel a prompting from the Holy Spirit to release that I know I have to take the next right step and to be honest my spiritual mentor Dr. Patty has been a huge help to me in that the other thing is with publishing a book there's a lot of that I see this is my personal Mm -hmm. filter a lot of vanity in that um there's a lot of it and I know the publishing side of it and to be honest with you Tracy I don't want that you don't want it to be about that I don't want it to be about that. And I've got two boys that I love with all my heart. And we do swimming lessons two mm-hmm. times a week. And Saturdays, we are at some field playing some sport. Right. And that is where I want to be. I don't want to be on a book tour. Right. You I mean, that's just. great that you've recognized that. I say that to encourage the person listening of God put stuff in our hearts. And it's just so important to filter it through what he has because the if beginnings. God puts something in your heart, he's mm-hmm. not going to forget it. He's not going to, he doesn't forget you. Right. He knows the desires of our heart. Trust him with his timing. Mm-hmm. Whew. It okay. is. And believing it him is. for it. Right. You know? And expecting. Yes. Yep. Okay. To <laughs> say that yeah. you 
or a light to the people that you know is an understatement. Thanks, sister. People can visibly see the light of Jesus shine through you in every encounter (laughs) that they have with you. And that is something that every person should take note of. Your unapologetic and unwavering faith is something to strive towards. You are an inspiration to so many people, people that you may not even realize. What you say and what you do, even in your most ordinary days, makes a difference in the lives around you. Oh, thank you. You are so gifted in so many ways. Encouragement, creativity, authenticity, and teaching are just a few of the things that I believe have truly impacted me just by knowing you. Never, ever let anything dim that light. Oh, thank you. You have been called to let it shine, and I just love you, and I thank you for being here. And to end all of my episodes, I like to finish up by asking, what is one thing that a person has said or done for you that you believe changed the trajectory of your life? Great question. I like that a lot. Our mutual friend, Melissa Shoemaker, Mm -hmm. came on the podcast on Broadcast as Love and said, if you are not living abundantly, you need to pause. God has called us to live an abundant life. You need to pause and ask God why. Mm. Like what things are holding us back or in between us (laughs) from living that fulfilled, abundant life? It goes back to the being chained up to. What are you chained to? What are you a slave to? Mm. Are you a slave to your job? Are you a slave to how, why are you not living an abundant life? Just really taking a moment to pause and reflect and ask God why has been a game changer for me. And I've encouraged almost every person who's come into my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) with that quote, because I do feel like what she said is it changed a lot of my life. It's helped me have more fun. It's helped me be free living and remembering that like God has called you to live an abundant life and seeing with those lenses of abundant living, you know, the heart shaped Mm -hmm. glasses or whatever you want to say. Yeah. There is one more thing I wanted to share before we wrap up. Broadcast is love is a podcast, but the whole podcast is based on Matthew 5, 16, which is a scripture that says, let your light shine before people in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. Mm. And what that means is let your light shine. Jesus is the light. Let him shine in such a way that when you do your job or get your groceries or whatever it is, let your light shine before people in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Whatever you do, do it with God. And that when they see that, they're going to give glory to God. Mm -hmm. And so when you were just giving me that encouragement, it was filling my tank, but it was just a press of a reminder to me of I'm in my sweet spot in life. I'm doing what God has called me to do. Mm -hmm. I love that. One of our things that our church says often is that it's one of our missions is that we are to point others to Jesus. Yes. In whatever we do, what decisions we make, how we communicate, how Mm -hmm. we act, everything should point back to him. Right. And that's exactly what you're saying. Yes. If you just surrender that to God and do things his way, and then we leave here and we go and we do our things. And the encouragement that I just have for the listener to this right now is trust God in the whatever's next. Mm-hmm. Trust God in it. Trust his plan for your life. Trust his timing. He's got you. He's got plans for you. Yeah. And I'm preaching to myself right now. I love it. Oh my Thank goodness. you so much That's for coming. Thank, this has encouraged me. Thank you very much, Tracy Purdy. Oh, well, I love you. I love and you too. I hope to have you back. 
Yeah. It'll be good. I would love to. Let's do it. Thank you so much for listening. If you have been enjoying our episodes and you'd like to support the podcast, please share the episodes with others. Make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you listen and please leave a review or a rating. It means so much to me. To catch up on all the latest from me, you can follow me on Ignite Impact Podcast on Facebook and sign up for my weekly newsletter at IgniteImpactPodcast.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.